Happy Thanksgiving, peeps. <laughs> Although, I will tell you, today I learned that we celebrate like Thanksgiving and, and its beginnings was really awful. It had to do with us, with um somebody in the army being grateful that all of his men came back from some slaughtering of Native Americans. <laughs> and all of his people were okay, but all the men, women, and children, and probably kittens in some tribe were slaughtered. And the gratitude was us, all of our troops coming back, A-okay. <laughs> And then somehow it morphed into us and the in the pilgrim the pilgrims and the and the Indians. They're not Indians, they're Native Americans. And then some big really, really, really nuts holiday. I I have actually enjoyed Thanksgiving for many years as in the sense that what I liked about it was that there wasn't there wasn't like these presents and it was just this day of just giving gratitude which i i think is generally a really good thing but what i want to talk about is is that i want to go back to this idea and kind of kind of toy around with it a little bit um i had just read something that um on my I think it's um and an Abraham Hicks group on my Facebook and I and I had run into this quote that somebody had said that um say thank you because the universe likes thankfulness or gratitude. I can't remember the exact quote, but and and I get to thinking about that and I just thinking about that statement. that that somehow the universe would be would be more likely to move because or do something or because we were grateful not that i don't think that we shouldn't be grateful because i think we should but then it's just a whole other thing of of somehow shitting us into this other thing that we need to be doing in order to receive and not and and have it not be as as benign as i always say and and non-objective as as like the sun just shining on all this like like this potentiality for this stream of well-being that would come from love itself and and love itself not being able to be anything other than that and so the implication in that is that god would not be it's not like one cuz some people like to talk about the favor of god and i would i would say that there is no favorite like like i've said in other other of my material you know that that even 
parents with their children know that it is not good to have a favorite child? How would God choose? Out of his creation, it's sort of like this implication that God didn't create those people. We're the chosen ones. They're not. And why are they not? If they were created by God, how can they not be God's people? Well, they have they turned away from God because they, they never heard the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nor did they have the opportunity, you know, um, to even hear his name. They're, you know, somebody living in, you know, some African tribe, you know. <laughs> That the it's just laughable that they would not be God's creation as well. I mean, it's sort of, you know, but anyway. So for years, I've had this thing, this problem with the law of attraction. So it had been presented to me probably by Abraham Hicks, most of all by Abraham Hicks, because I had listened to a number of YouTubes. I had never read any of her books, any of their books, but I had had, and I was also familiar with that passage in the Bible of ask and it is given. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Seek and you shall find. Okay, so I was already, you know, privy to these principles. Uh, however, Honestly, it's not really something that is very often talked about in Christianity. The focus of Christianity is mostly on the suffering and death of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. And 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 I believe that it was more about what Jesus did when he was here as in being able to defy the laws or the seeming laws of physics, as in turning water to wine, feeding the 5,000, walking on water, calming a storm, raising from the dead, um, <laughs> just those, <laughs> raising from the dead, do I need to say that again? I mean, it's like, sometimes I like really put this in perspective, like how often do you see people raising from the dead? How often do we see that? You know, I mean, it is it is believed that he he ascended from like like he his body. I can't remember the exact name of it right now, but um, that his body did not go in the grave. That he his body and and his soul um, came did not die. Because there are some people who can actually see people who have passed. Um, I believe that to be true. That, and I believe to be true that there may be a time and it may be very, very soon that we may be able to see our loved ones who have passed, but it is going to be a matter of belief in that possibility. And the Christian church in particular is very closed off to that idea because they have been taught that there is this veil and that you are not to... You know, once a person is gone, they are gone. And they are, you know, they they call it, he went to be with the Lord. And I would assert that we are never away from the Lord. The Lord 
we and the Lord are intimately connected. So I'm getting way off. I don't know how I got here. (laughs) What was I talking about? (laughs) Okay, so I want to go back to this gratitude thing. Okay, so I I like so I I knew like to a certain degree about these principles, but from but I wasn't really that focused on them. And then, you know, the the idea that we create our reality is very very different than that life is just sort of happening to us. Um the thoughts that we turn the thoughts turn into things both for the positive and the negative and and that when we when we vibrate on a frequency it's like that's what we tune ourselves into and and I just you know and I I was having just such a hard time tuning into my desires and and I so I just resented it I was just like you know and then this idea I have to do something I have to vibrate properly in order to have what it is that I want and even saying the word want supposedly keeps this thing at bay whatever it is so (laughs) (laughs) and so I just think it's so interesting um so I was listening to a a YouTube by my guru I talk about him a lot his name is David R. Hawkins MD PhD he wrote um a trilogy um power versus force eye of the eye and I um and I was listening to a YouTube by him the other day and he was at one point he was talking about he was talking about not invoking. And he was kind of laughing about it like it's like you don't invoke electricity. It's sort of like like it's sort of like if we play these games, if we, if we like say pretty, 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 please, you know, that we have, we have to actually feel it. We have to, there's like all of these, these, these factors that we have to do in order to, to make this happen. And and here's the thing, like some people would say that they, there is a formula there is an absolute fail-proof formula, but you know, it, it's, it's not fail-proof for everyone because there's two people who can go and one of them has a desired outcome and the other doesn't. And so, and so some people just get really good at this thing. And, and a lot of times what I see is it's the people who are really not trying that much. <laughs> Frankly, the people who really don't, you know, they're just not really trying. And then this is like proof positive that this has more to do with just grace. 
and that it is us who is holding the things away from ourselves more so than it being withheld from us from God. I use the word God. Some people like source. This not I'm not talking about the God of the Old Testament when I refer to God. And so and so <laughs> and so and so like I hear this, you know, it's like be grateful, you know, and it's just like there are times, you know, there's there's a lot of times where I do feel grateful. I do, but I don't always. I mean, there are times where where I am I am fully aware that I am in a mode of of just uh, you know reverting back to past behaviors and thoughts and and I'm discouraged and I'm you know you know I, I and I'm not I'm just all over the place and so I would not say that at that point that I I was feeling really grateful but these are two totally different issues because the issue that I have with it is that God would require us to be grateful in order to receive. Because in all actuality, that's not what it said. What it says is, is that you ask and it is given. It doesn't say you ask and, and be very, very grateful However, it does say if you believe it to be true, it will be given to you. So it's sort of like this ask, believe that it has already been given and then it will be given unto you. It's it the implication is in this trust and this and this assurity that that which we ask for will be given to us. As we are ask, as we ask. <laughs> there was this other, there was this other uh, thing on there, <laughs> on the Abrahamic uh, Facebook board where it was where this girl had taken a picture of a hundred grand bar, and as she somebody had written, you know, I guess I wasn't specific enough in my in my, um request and it was a candy bar not a hundred grand in money <laughs> it was so funny I thought that was so cute but um and so and so so I had as so I was listening to this YouTube and I, I want to get back to this because it it was it was like another thing that I had heard. It was very similar to this thing that I heard from Abraham Hicks, where she was saying that you don't go to your to your vacuum cleaner and expect it to work. You have to plug it in. You simply plug it in, and and it and it, you know, I don't have to say to it to to you know electricity. You need to work or. You don't get in your car and, I mean, you just turn the, the switch and have the expectation that it's going to turn on. I mean, it, it turns on nearly every time you try. Um, and then the motor's going to go and the wheels are going to go. I mean, <laughs> so we have a practiced 
idea about these things. We have a practice idea that when I press that button, my, my washer is going to wash my clothes or wash my dishes. You know, and so, and, and so Abraham Hicks had actually said, you know, that we have to plug ourselves into source. Because source is where our energy is. Actually, source is everything. Source is, is the building blocks, is the creator, and is the creation. So we are all aspects of that which created us. And Jesus said that. He said that we were the branches and God was the, the vine itself. And so we are, we are part of the whole. And even as a piece of sand, you know, my, my son would use that as an analogy of I'm just a piece of sand in an entire ocean, but you are, we are indeed a piece of the sand. I was sitting here and like what that gives thought to me of is like like just the preciousness of like a baby turtle. Like there was this one time when we were in we were actually on a vacation in Zwatneho. <laughs> we were on a vacation in Zwatneho and my son was I don't know, he was probably about 7. And he looked over and he was like, you know, what is that? And we go walking over and they were these beds, these, these raised beds and they had sand in them, but we didn't know what they were for. And then we're looking and looking and looking and these little, like, these little, like, fin, like these little legs are coming out of it. And then the next thing you know, we see, like, all of these turtles just coming out from, from these raised beds. And they did this on purpose because... As most people know, very, very, very few sea turtles survive. And so we got the opportunity because just about at that time, these people came and they, they brought these great big buckets. So they bring these buckets and, and they bring the turtles and we got to put baby turtles in the ocean. And you think like, like a baby turtle it is bigger than a piece of sand, but they're so precious and so few survive. And we got to put them in the ocean. And, and just that even the smallest, like you look at a hummingbird, you know, like a little hummingbird that just, just kind of buzzes around. And, and so even a small of a species and what it is, it still just has this, this intrinsic value of being alive. Just life. And, and the assertion that I'm always saying is that that is the point, is existence, awareness. And and living, experiencing. So the experience today of, of making a frittata, of, of baking a pie, of, of making these things, 
and being with the people that we love. <laughs> and so, and so that is what life is about. Just being and existing. And then this, this utter dependence I mean, we really have this dependence on this energy for everything. And and we don't, we just don't even realize it. Because the actual oxygen that we breathe, if we didn't have oxygen readily available to us, we would just expire. I mean, our body would. We wouldn't, because I believe that we, we continue on in a different form, but... Like just just the the act of breathing and and so many of our body functions are happening without our our telling it to do anything like our we open our eyes and we see we just we open our eyes we don't say, okay, see <laughs> like. You know, or taste or smell or like, like, like if you really think about it, almost everything about our bodies is kind of automatic, right? (laughs) And even like things that we do, like, like I play the violin, you know, like to like put the fingers on the string. It's like your brain is doing it, but like you're not even really telling your brain to do it at one point because you couldn't keep up with it. You could, I mean, you're already, you already have your hand, your fingers on the A note, but it becomes automatic as you, as you learn it. <laughs> In the beginning, it's not, but then as you continue to play something, it becomes automatic, but it's like, you just think about it, like, like, it's just crazy, like the dependence that we have on on life itself for for everything for like the food we eat you know which is a whole other podcast that I I really want to get even more in depth about food um and this idea that something has to change form in order for us to live something has to change form in order for us to live, like even when we eat a piece of salad, when you eat a piece of salad, when you eat a, 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 a lettuce leaf, it changes form. So it dies to the nature that it is. As soon as that it hits your stomach fluids, it is no longer the same form as it was when it was on the, the plant for sure. And, and and then like people like try to say, and it's not that I, because I am a vegetarian and I, 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 I will not eat beef, but like some people try to really pass this big judgment on it and you could go really crazy with it. Because I mean, nuts, like even when you eat a nut, it was a life. It grew on a tree. It was a life. And I don't know, do apples know they're going to be picked before they're picked? 
I mean, isn't there a consciousness in everything to a degree? And the idea that maybe it wants to be eaten by you, which sounds really crazy, but there is this sense of, of, there's two things, like this sense of immortality, it continuing on, and, and also, also the sacrifice for the love of another person, of, of that person, like somehow it, it wanting to like being okay with sacrificing its life so that something can live. You know, like the idea of a, a mother throwing her child out of the way of a car and she <laughs> it's like two things and then we have children sometimes for immortality. Oh my gosh, I just get so so strange. I'm so sorry. I don't know. These are just things that I think about, but, but, you know, I had, I had really been talking about this idea of this intentionality and the difference between if you, if you fry an egg for your, for your loved one and you, you know, oh my gosh, I just love them so much. I just want to provide nutrition for them or if you oh my god I have to cook for them again and, and they're just so ungrateful and they're just such a jerk and you know and and there being different nutritional value in those two um different nutritional value in those eggs when the person eats them based on the intentionality with which it was cooked So this then going back to like what Jesus taught, what Jesus taught when he was was talking about God giving us what it is that we ask for and him saying, if you ask for bread, would God give you a stone? And so we either have a God who is loves us who is who is loving and nurturing and 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 there are no words to describe there are no words to describe because i think it's unfathomable what exactly it is it's so beyond our comprehension And so, and so the, the unfathomable is, is in and of itself just so great. The, the, I mean, I'm not even sure I I use the word love, but I'm not sure that that is even an adequate word for it. But we either believe that or, and I'm going to use just a really bad determination but the the god of the old testament a god with with human characteristics and mad and if you don't have the proper amount of gratitude if you don't if you don't ask nicely (laughs) 
But I do think that there is an element of us withholding things from ourselves by disbelief. Because we still have this remnants of this, that it is given us to us as we deserve. And our inner belief that we are undeserving for one reason or another. And so this is not the attributes of God. This is, this is the attributes of being human. Today, uh, my sister and I were having a conversation. My sister is a, bi- a she's like a non-denominational Christian. Both of my sisters are. But my sister kept talking about this, this term that's in the Bible, and it says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And I interjected, and I said, You know, I know you're not going to like this, but I don't believe that God is vengeful. And then she's like, well, God isn't vengeful. Well, that's not what it says. It basically says that God is vengeful. Or why would he not say vengeance is mine, saith the Lord? It's intrinsic in that. So we either believe that God is vengeful, demanding, jealous, all of these terms... Or, basically, we don't. And so, so I do not put human attributes on God. And it took, it was kind of an evolution for me to go from, and the first thing that I had to give up was fear. I had to give up fear. <clears throat> fear of having an original or like having a thought outside of my belief system. That would actually come to the to the conclusion that God is not vengeful, even though it says that in the Bible. <clears throat> so I had to give up the Bible to a certain extent. Um, she said a lot of things that were super interesting. She was talking about about all everybody being a hypocrite. She says everybody's a hypocrite and everybody's a sinner. And I'm just sort of sitting there and I'm just kind of thinking, you know, because I don't believe in sin the way, I don't know what sin, like, I don't know that I, I mean, I know that there are some acts that are definitely better than others. I I understand that some things are indeed atrocious and some things are evil. I do, I do I do understand that. However, I I don't even know what to say about that. I don't think that it changes the mercy and love of God. I don't even want to go down that path, but what how I got started with this was just this thought, just going back again to this thought of 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 you know this idea of a gratitude journal, like <laughs> keeping a gratitude journal and and like 
And I, I don't know why. It just strikes me funny. You know, and 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 like and God likes, you know, a a thankful person. And so what does that mean? Like if I'm not feeling thankful in a moment. You know, and then just people, oh, you should be grateful. You know, and if you're if you don't have enough great gratitude, you know, so there's a formula for the gratitude too. If you're eighty five percent grateful <laughs> and so and so my my quest continues my quest continues for the mastery of these skills. You know, according to Abraham Hicks, they are going to someday have to do courses on non-manifestation because we're all going to be such great manifestors that we're going to want it to stop because there's only so many cars you can have. <clears throat> we'll get so good at it that, um, you know, but so far, so far, you know, but there are people who are, are pretty amazing at these things and, and they're actually people who don't don't necessarily know what they're doing. I mean, maybe they do. Um but they're aligned with with creation whether they whether they know they're aligned or not, you know. I was just thinking, you know, like um like Elon Musk, for example, and and the SpaceX uh, which is a really fascinating program to me. I was hearing this thing today about how he, I guess it was in a book. Somebody had written a book about Elon Musk and he had, he had, they'd ask him, there, this guy had said that five of his top, of his top students, he was a professor at a university and five of his top students had gone to work for Elon Musk at, SpaceX. And so he wanted to talk to Elon Musk and Elon Musk had agreed to meet with him. And then for the sole purpose of finding out who the, the other five were, why these people like went to work for him instead of NASA or, you know, other programs. <clears throat> And uh, and then Elon Musk wanted to find out what are the other five because I want to see if I can get them too. <laughs> I want all ten of your top students to work for me, you know. But sort of sort of defying what can be done. You know, it's like 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 you think about even just thinking about PayPal. Like before PayPal, like you 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 put your credit card information in and then there came along this thing where there, there was this intermediary but it was also this really lovely thing because in a sense for retail like people who were trying to sell their goods because they didn't have a point of sale and so they could get with paypal and have a paypal account and then receive payments so so people could and and then there was this sense of like uh 
paying for things um, safely. Like they could get, they could return, you know, items and such. You know, but you think about it, it was like, you know, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong with absolutely everything I say. These are just ideas and, and theories I have. Like, was there anything else at the time? I mean, it was... It was like this revolutionary idea at the time. And then now they're just, you have a whole bunch of them. You've got like Square and um, I see other ones. I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head right now. But uh, these point of sales so that people can go straight to their customer. Um, Like I'm not entirely sure how you would do that with your bank. Like Like to take credit card statements. I mean, like, I, I'm not sure how you would do that with your bank without a point of sale machine, um, which is, which is big business, um, <laughs> big business. But anyway, I don't know how I got on the topic of that. Oh yes. I was talking about people who, who are actually aligned with the creator, not necessarily even knowing it. But they just sort of come out with these amazing, I mean, think about how much things have changed. Like in our technology in like the last 20 years, you know, with the internet and smartphones and, and now, now, you know, like cameras and you have like a computer with you all the time down to the size of a watch. It's, it's just amazing not entirely sure that we've like caught up with with all of the technology that we have we've been experiencing but I'm not so sure it's like so interesting like you know to actually ask Elon Musk is he is he grateful is that even a is that even in his vocabulary and maybe he just sort of lives in that state of of gratitude and he, and he, but he doesn't articulate it maybe because clearly as a point of attraction to receive seems like anything that he would want to experience. And so there you have it. I, I am, I am learning to master these skills. I have not yet gotten mastery of it but I you know I'm not sure that we ever get out of it so we are either creating purposefully or we're creating unconsciously our reality and that's just the way it is Anyway, I thank you for listening and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.